Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. Hi, all you movie fans out there. Thanks so much for joining us today. You don't have to be a movie addict to visit here, but if you are, it's definitely the place for you. I'm your host, Betty Jo Tucker, speaking to you during this third week of February 2011. We're in for a special treat today, folks, because our guest is British actor Greg Ellis, who has agreed to talk with us about his role in Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, the much-anticipated fourth installment of our favorite Captain Jack Sparrow film adventures. Greg plays Lieutenant Theodore Groves again in this sequel, and this time his character is on a race against the infamous pirate who's out to find the Fountain of Youth. Greg may have time also to discuss other highlights of his impressive career, which includes appearances in such major films as Star Trek, Titanic, Beowulf, and Mr. and Mrs. Smith, as well as too many TV shows to mention, stage appearances, voiceover work, and singer-songwriter accomplishments. It's my great pleasure to bring him on right now. Welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters, Greg. Thanks, Betty Joe. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing fine because I've been looking forward to uh, talking with you for a long time, and it's such an honor to have you on our show. You know, we've interviewed many, many actors here. We've been doing this for about four years now. And we've talked about Pirates of the Caribbean numerous times before, but you're the first guest who's actually worked on this terrific film franchise. So we're very excited about the opportunity to talk with you. We've got lots of questions. We'll get started as soon as Nikki gives us the go-ahead that everything is ready in our chat room. Nikki, are all systems go for our chatters? Yes, they are, and we're already starting the chat, so we're excited. <laughs> very happy to have him here. Thank you so much. I know. I feel the same way. And as always, we really appreciate the people who signed up for the chat and our other listeners, too. And we also appreciate co-host Jazz Shaw for returning to the fold this week. So I'm happy to bring him on now. Jazz, I know you have some questions you'd like to ask Greg. So come on in now and say hi. Yeah, and we better get started since we only have him for a limited time today. So, Greg, welcome aboard. Right. and. Let's jump into it while, uh, while we still have the time. Uh, let's just start with the movie franchise. Uh, how did you first land the role of Lieutenant Groves, and you know, what, what attracted you to that? Why did you want to do that particular role? I got a call from my uh, manager at the time and, uh, informing me of this Disney movie called Pirates of the Caribbean based on a ride. And there hadn't been a, pirate, a movie about pirates for a while, actually. I think the last one was Cutthroat Island, um, and it hadn't done so well. But I think doing a movie about pirates appeals to the little boy in all of us. And I, uh, I went along for the meeting, and I actually uh, met the casting director. Her name was Rona Press. And I read the scene. Uh, it was actually the scene where uh, Norrington's ship gets uh, taken by Will Turner or Jack Sparrow. 
Um, it starts out with him commenting that Jack Sparrow is the worst pirate he's ever seen, and then I end the sequence with um, the line, that's got to be the best pirate I've ever seen. And I did that, and then I got a call about a week later offering me the role. So. And uh, as to the character itself, what are your impressions of that character, you know, a little behind the scenes? What kind of person is that character? And just for a little bit of fun, is there any of you in that character that you relate to? <laughs> I'd say uh, Groves is a uh, man of the crown and the sea. He services king and country first and foremost. He's a man of impeccable scruples. A deep yearning for adventure on the ocean waves. But I think somewhere inside he, he longs to experience life as a pirate, maybe. Or just sample it for a, for a short while, maybe for a weekend. <laughs> he has a deep admiration and respect for Captain Jack, Jack Sparrow, um, much to the uh, annoyance of his superiors, whether it be Cutler Beckett or uh, Commodore Norrington. And in terms of is there any of me in the character... Um, Impeccable scruples. No, I kid. Um, probably <laughs> okay. the longing for a longing for a bit of adventure. Uh, I always like a, a bit of fun and adventure. So, yeah, when things get a bit too serious and strict and by the book, I um, I'll try and break the rules a little bit or bend them a little bit. <laughs> well, no, since we we do have you uh, for. Uh, only until about 1.20, I mean, only until about 20 after uh, the, the hour, the listeners would really, really come after me with uh, pitchforks and torches <laughs> if I didn't ask. What was it like <laughs> to work with Johnny Depp? Oh, it's great. It, you know, he's he's such a great guy. I know it sounds like a cliche, but he is such a, he's down to earth. He's a lovely fellow. Um and uh, exceedingly charming and rather talented as well. He, uh, if only he was good-looking, you know, he, he'd be the full package. But, you know, you can't have everything, can you? <laughs> <laughs> well, did you have um, uh, anything amusing happen while, while uh, making the film, anything interesting or amusing um, while the film was being made, did you have to participate in any stunts? I know there's so much action in the in these uh, pirates movies. Uh, were you involved in that? Uh, tell us a little bit bit more about some some of those specifics, Big. Um, anything amusing? Well, I remember we did the first read through when we were in Hawaii. We did a big cast and crew and producers read through. And Johnny actually wasn't available for that. So Rob Marshall, the director, asked me to read in for Jack Sparrow. And um, that seemed to go well enough. And after that uh, read-through, he asked me to <laughs> rehearse uh, for the next couple of days a very intimate romantic scene between Jack Sparrow and Angelica, played by Penelope Cruz. And um, needless to say, I eventually agreed to, uh, to rehearse with Penelope. Well, I, I'm sure that must have been very torturous for you, but you uh, you have to do what you must for uh, you know for the art. Uh, a well, lot of Betty Jones fans, made, exactly. Sacrifice is, is the name of the game. Uh, a lot of Betty Jones fans uh, are are either in the business or younger people are hoping to get into the business, and <clears throat> we like to hear a little bit of, of the background. Uh, how did you originally decide to get into acting as a career, and uh, what? What what was your first big break where you felt like you were, you know, really starting to make it? 
Well, I used to I used to perform when I was a, a kid in my hometown in Northern England, and there were two delightful people who started in a drama group. I'm still in touch with them today, Jean and Clyde Morris, and they um they were part of an older um, organization for for adults to perform in musical theatre and plays in my hometown, and they started this young people's drama group, and I joined when I was about seven or eight years old and when I was a kid, and that's really where my love for performing grew. And I would occasionally see the odd movie here, and I, I, really, I remember seeing The Wizard of Oz, the movie, and um, I just thought that was incredible and, and, and still do. And, um, yeah, that's really where I got my love for it. When, when did I decide to make it into a career? Probably, and big break, probably when I found myself in London at the age of 14, and I think there was about 10,000 other kids all auditioning for uh, the musical version of um, Bugsy Malone, the Alan Parker movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was directed by mm-hmm. Nicky DeLenz. And um, I, I was offered a role in that. And I got to play Fat Sam. Um, I wore a padded suit for that. <laughs> and I uh, had a great time living in London uh, for about three, four, four months. And that's really when I decided that that's why I wanted to do. Well, I'm so jealous of your of all of your uh, musical background and and your stage work and working with Andrew Lloyd Webber. Um, did you how, did you enjoy doing that? To, uh, the, the play that was on roller skates. Uh, I'm trying to Starlight, Starlight Express. Express. <laughs> <laughs> yes, was that was that something that you enjoyed doing? Yeah, that was fun. It's it's always nice to have a new challenge, and learning to roller skate whilst wearing a costume that weighs about sixty five pounds, and uh, dancing oh on roller skates and singing live, uh, you know, is certainly a challenge. But um, you know, it's made easier by the fact that you're working with a great team of people, a great crew, and um, Sir Andrew and Arlene Phillips and Trevor Nunn, the director, uh, certainly made that an enjoyable experience. And, you know, there was a fair share of spills, um, a few thrills as well along the way. I can feel my ankles breaking right no. now just listening to that, working on roller skates with a 60-pound costume. I, I, I would just I would collapse <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Well, Jazz, I wanted to tell Jazz, I wanted to tell you and uh, and the listeners and Greg and Nikki Chatters that when I saw that Rob Marshall was going was the director of this new Pirates of the of the Caribbean, and I saw that Penelope Cruz was in it. I know she dances. Rob Marshall is for doing the the musicals, and then I found out that uh, Greg Ellis has done musicals. And I thought, oh, wouldn't it be great if Pirates of the Caribbean was a musical? <laughs> and I found out, no, it's the regular, it's the regular uh, pirate uh, movie. But I certainly would love to see you in in a musical. I have in my mind that you, Greg, and Hugh Jackman should get together. And I know you can do um, an, an uh, American dialect, <laughs> and I know that Hugh Jackman can. And you two guys would be great in Guys and Dolls. Do you think that's a possibility? Uh, well, you'd have to speak to Hugh about that, but I'd definitely be up for it. The only thing is, you know, who would play Sky Masterson and who would uh, who would play um, Nicely Nicely Johnson? Is that the role? Some great songs in that musical. 
See, well, I, I'd love I, to I talk to you, Chapman, about that. Do you have his number? <laughs> <laughs> he might be a bit busy, but <laughs> Joe, I'll, I'll see. It's a cracking musical, though. I remember when I was uh, the drama group I was in as a kid, I was meant to be in that musical, but I um, I think it was the night before opening night, the day before opening night, I uh, tried to jump a hurdle on my school athletics track that was uh, twice the size of me and um, took a bit of a tumble and broke my arm and wasn't able to perform. Yeah, I always regret that. I would still love to play that role. Oh, sometimes dangerous. Well, you've also, besides your movies and your, and your stage work, you've been, you're all OTV. I mean, there you, I was, I was checking again on, on uh, YouTube, and there you are as the, is this giving anything away, the role that you played on Dexter for people that maybe you haven't seen it? But anyway, there you were on Dexter, the closer, 24, um, gigantic, the Riches, which was one of my all-time favorite series, and I'm so uh-huh. sorry that it got uh, that it got canceled. Twenty twenty-four was the big those... feedback that I got uh, from some friends of mine uh, in, a, in a forum earlier when I mentioned that he was going to be on the show. Uh, they were like, "Oh, the, the role from Twenty Four, and that, that came right up because a lot of big Twenty Four fans out there. Twenty Four was a great experience. Yeah, in fact, recently, it's... I was uh, I was able to work again with Kiefer. He called me and asked me to come and take part in uh, a show called um, The Confession, which we filmed over Christmas with him. And yes, Tom I Hurt. wanted to know about that. Tell us about Confession. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a web-based uh, drama, uh, webisodes, I think they're called. I'm sounding old now. <laughs> and I think there's about eight, six or eight of them. And they should be, I think they're premiering at the, uh, there's a film festival I think it's down in um, Dallas, maybe, and uh, and then after that, it'll be available to view online. Oh, and do you know when um, when that's coming out? I do believe it's March, somewhere in March, early March time. Well, we'll we'll definitely look for that. And of all the other TV roles that you that you've had. Is the one that was the most challenging, or uh, did you find um, most of them that way? Well, you mentioned one of your favorite shows, The Riches. Was, I remember on that show it was, yeah. it was somewhat challenging because Joe Riley. There you go. When I when I when I started filming, they couldn't decide whether I was uh, going to be playing an Irish character or. Um, American Irish characters. So every single take that I did, um, I would do it once, and they keep the cameras rolling. Uh, I would do it once as an Irish, uh, an Irish dialect, and then I'd do it again uh, in the American dialect. So that certainly kept me on my toes, uh, thinking about you know just switching from one the same character but from one dialect to another dialect. Well, that that's a lot of work mm-hmm. uh, right there, but th- that all ties also ties into one other thing, uh, particularly for the listeners who who would like to be in the industry. Could you tell us a little bit about your your essential approach to acting, your your basic philosophy? Do you are, are you one of the people that just gets into the role at the beginning of the project and you're still in it when you go home, or is it you know more of a you know scene to scene, take everything as it comes? I think it's more of a scene to scene as well. I, 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 what I like to do is I like to, uh, I like to put on the clothes of the character, 
uh, immerse myself in it that way, start to feel like a character rather than uh, living out the, uh, the the character from uh, in the sense of you know I don't I don't necessarily take the character home. I'm sure there's there's been times when I played a specific role, like you mentioned Dexter. Um, you know, it's it, it's not I'm not going to finish filming that day and then uh, you know go out for a nice dinner and be all cheery and happy because it's uh, it's pretty heavy dramatic stuff that takes its toll. You know, it's emotionally quite draining at times. So. Well, I I was I was really impressed also, uh, Greg, about the the singer songwriter uh, accomplishments and. I understand that you have uh, three top 20 singles in Italy. Is that right? Uh, I, th- I think it may have been somewhere in Europe. I think it was one in Italy and maybe one in, uh, gosh, this is going back a few years, <laughs> one in um, maybe <laughs> Germany, uh, Holland maybe, I think places in Europe. Yeah, that was it was fun. I did that for about a year and a half and um, had a fun time. Where do, you, where do you live primarily now? Do you still do uh, most of your, your work uh, in Europe, or are you in America most of the time? Or? No, I'm in America most of the time. I was I was fortunate enough filming uh, the recent parts of the Caribbean movie to, to be in Hawaii for three months and then London for three months. So it was nice to go back to London and work. But I'm predominantly in uh, Los Angeles, yeah. Oh, well, we're glad to have you here, Chad. <laughs> why are we really you talented? <laughs> no, just you know, I, I we, spent we a little time out much. there, and you know, if if uh, if you're not in the industry and living the glory life, it can be a tough town. So, <laughs> yeah, it can be. Well, I want to give Nikki a chance to let us know what's happening in the uh, chat before Greg has to, has to leave. So. Nikki, are there any um, comments or questions that you'd like to share with Greg before he has to leave? Interestingly enough, there are. He has, I would say, in this chat room, most of the people are here from his video game voiceovers. Isn't that interesting? Right. Yeah, because you've done so many of them. I mean, they knew that you were Hermes right away. That you, I mean, they were saying the names of the of the people that you were when they came in, and I thought that was interesting. Do you like doing yeah, that? They, How is that different? I know you don't have very much time, but is it more laid back? No, that's and... okay. Yeah, I mean, one doesn't have to think about the you know, makeup and costume and that kind of thing, and not necessarily learning all the lines because you're in a you're in a controlled environment in the studio. But they are a ton of fun. They're so much fun to do, and what what consistently amazes me is how excited people get by. Um, you know, they they play these games, and so they're not just playing games. They're they're immersing themselves in the uh, in the worlds that are created, and they're so. I mean, the technology is so amazing these days um, that uh, they're you know they're they're very realistic. The games, so there is a, a sense when you're doing them that you you really want to give a sense of authenticity and realism to the voices and the characters that you you do for them. And I you know I don't get to play them that much. Um, but uh, the odd time that I do, I, uh, <laughs> I am completely amazed by how how great the games are. I remember Hermes; that was a very very fun character to do. Yes, that was so funny. That's that, and they were talking about you know Perseus and Clash of the Titans. You were Perseus. I just I just thought it was interesting. Yes. And you, he's done Phineas and Ferb, which by the way is such a funny show. And um, yeah, I just was. I 
thought it was interesting because, you know, we usually get only movie lovers in here, and, and that is, I would say at least half of the audience listening right now brought up the video games. So it's well, great. There, there's a lot Way of crossover with gamers, uh, you know, in, in the movie crowd, and we, we do find that a lot. You, you, you did highlight one thing, though, that I, I did want to get a chance to ask about before Greg has to go. You've done <clears throat> pretty much every aspect of acting, movies, television, theater. You, you've made the rounds of all of them. Between those, do you have a favorite that you're really drawn to that you enjoy the most? Ooh. Um, I, I don't think I necessarily have a favorite uh, in terms of you know, movies, video games, theater. It's it's really project by project, and I know it may sound cliche, but anytime I'm I'm working on something, I'm re- I'm really in that moment and enjoying it right then and there. And there's been so many fun projects and so many great people that I've I've been lucky enough to work with that um, you know I probably you know my next job will will be the most fun. Every time there's a new job down the line, it's a new adventure to go on with some new people and uh, sometimes all. I mean, you know, the, the Pirates movies have been so great because uh, seeing old friends, uh, you know, Jeffrey Rush and Kevin McNally, who I worked with, uh, and, and Johnny Depp, of course, on, on uh, Pirates 1 and 3, and, and then meeting new people like Ian McShane, who plays Blackbeard in the new Pirates movie, and Penelope Cruz, and Stephen Graham. Um, so... Yeah, it's, uh, I'm just a lucky boy. <laughs> well, we'll certainly wish you luck that's if you have a, to do any great. more uh, romantic scenes with Penelope Cruz. I know that must be tough, but hang in there. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll try. Well, well, it's a great attitude. Do what you have to do. It's a great attitude. It's a great attitude that, to have. And uh, after talking with you uh, now, we're even more excited to see the new uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movie, which comes out, I believe, in in May, and I understand that it is in 3D, um, which the others haven't been. So that's that didn't affect the actors in any way, did it? The 3D. I mean, the actors just perform like they usually do, and and that's just the technical process. I, that's the way I have it figured out, but I might be wrong. No, you, you're right. Actually, it's it's it was interesting because I was I'll admit I was. Uh... I was a little bit skeptical about making it 3D. I think sometimes these days movies are just made 3D, well, not all of them, but sometimes because it's just an easier sell to to get people to the box office. But I have to say, the first time on set, the very first day we were filming, was a scene in the jungle with uh, Kevin McNally and Jeffrey Rush. And we had actually had a 3D playback on set. And we walked over and put the 3D glasses on them, and, and the moment we put them on, it was just breathtaking. It's not, it's not like the traditional 3D that I remember or have seen where everything's just flying out at you from the screen and mm-hmm. it seems a bit, you know, some trickery going on there. It's really about the perception and the depth of it. It just, it just felt right for a pirate movie to have that depth, seeing the lush landscape um, and you felt like you were immersed in the world rather than the world was jumping out and hitting you. So um, I, I'm completely sold uh, on 3D if it's right for that particular project. And, and this one, I mean, I'm really looking forward to seeing it in 3D. I don't know how, I don't know if we'll be able to, usually the premieres they have at Disneyland, and I don't know how feasible it is to actually get, it's hard enough getting a screen out there, but to get a 3D screen that, you know, if it's possible, I'm sure that Jerry Bruckheimer and Disney can pull it off. 
it's such a great well, franchise. We they wait. have not disappointed at all. Every one of these movies was terrific, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to the next one. Well, thank you. I think what's we nice all about are this, there's a new there's a new energy with um, you know with with certain actors coming in and and with a new director. I mean, Rob Marshall is fantastic, and I think really more than anything, I have to you know uh, say that Terry Rossio and Ted Elliott came up with uh, a really great script. This one is my, my personal favorite of the Pirates movies is the first one. I think there's a simplicity. You can never repeat the experience of seeing something for the first time when you first meet Jack Sparrow. It's such a great entrance <laughs> to his character. And, 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 and there's a simplicity about that first movie that's, you know, it's pirates, it's swashbuckling, it's fun, it never takes itself too seriously. It has some laughs, it has some action and adventure. And I, I feel that this, the fourth installment is a return more so towards that. It's a, it's a brand new story and there's enough new fresh elements and you still got, you know, you still have Jack Sparrow, you still have Barbosa and Gibbs. So um, hopefully, touch wood, people will go and see it. You'll be going to see it, right? Oh, we will all go and see it. We're, we're oh, absolutely. We're chomping at the bit to see see that. But, Greg, we did promise that uh, we wouldn't keep you past uh, 25 past the hour, and so the time has come. You've been just wonderful as a guest today. We hope the next time you come to visit us, you can stay for the entire show, and I know you'll have a project that, uh, that we'll want to talk with you about then. We all wish you continued success. And um, can we count on you um, to come back and, and uh, see us again in the future? Oh, it would be my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you, Chaz. And uh, thank you, Nikki. And thank you to everyone online who took the time to um, get online and um, get involved. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to the next time. And I definitely will stay right till the end next time. Great. <laughs> well, we'll we'll talk to you later then, uh, Greg. And uh, thanks again for being on our show. Bye for now. Thanks, Greg. Thanks for having me, guys. Bye bye. Bye. Well, that was fabulous. Wasn't it? I mean, and he has he had a meeting that uh, he was scheduled to be at. So to try to be uh, two places at the same time. And you could tell that he did want to stay, but I, I did make a promise that we would uh, definitely try to make it so that he only was here until for 25 minutes. So I'm really, really happy that he, he got that he decided to um, break away from the meeting and and join us. Um, would, would that short really do uh, want to see this stint, new movie? We, we didn't even get a chance to ask him, um, and maybe you already know. Do we know when the new movie is the new Pirates movie is coming out? May twentieth, yeah. So that's that's too long. I want to see it right now. Oh, so they must be almost <laughs> you know, done in post production. Do well. I know it is in post production. You know, I don't see three D very well, but I'm going to try for uh, I'm going to try on this one. But Nikki, I know you're glad to hear that it's uh, that it's going to be in three D. Am I right about that, Nikki? I think Nikki is multitasking, <laughs> thinking about the about the 3D. Well, I wonder why we know why these uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movies are popular, uh, mostly because of Johnny Depp and what he's what he has done with that character, Jack Sparrow. Um, I hope he's. I, I hope that 
they aren't using TV so much to, to downgrade his appearance in the movie because he does really carry the movies, even though they have the special effects and the action and humor and uh, good actors. But that character is iconic. Um, why do you think we like Jack Sparrow so much, Jazz? You know, I don't know. I just know that I, I was... I still remember being dubious when the first movie came out because yeah, it just the, the basic description it looked like it might be a little campy, you know, oh you're basing it on this sort of this Disney ride and, and background story. And then, you know, Johnny Depp, what what's he gonna be doing? And I was I was waiting for the stereotypical blackbeard type, you know, mean evil character, you know, out there slashing and raping and pillaging. And I, I love the way Greg brought up one of the most memorable moments of the entire series is that first scene where he shows up on a boat that's yeah. that's sinking, you know, that's just going down, and he turns out to be this sort of awkward, totally unexpected, somewhat effeminate character that just breaks all the molds. He's still a rascal, you know, he's obviously a pirate, but such a different pirate, and I think the, the series would not have made it without Johnny Depp, because it was just such a character that he made his own. And it was so unique and so I, intriguing. And I, I, I think really this is, the stories are good, but Betty Joe, I think it's character-driven. And I think, uh, you know, Johnny Depp, along with the rest of the cast, that really is what made it and has, has provided the staying bar. That's true. And the filmmakers uh, for that first movie were very wise to let Johnny Depp Developed this character himself. I mean, he had, you know, everything to say about how this character looked and acted. And to this day, he just loves playing Jack's, or he says, playing this character and being this character and delivering this character will always bring a smile to my face. So he he enjoys every minute of playing that. And you've got this. Uh, I don't know those the way he looks the the long dreadlocks the gold teeth the outrageous eyeliner that disheveled pirate garb that he wears and then what about the woozy voice <laughs> and and the way he walks as he, you know he kind of sashays around everywhere and trying to to trick everyone into doing his bidding and you said you know roguish and eccentric and that's that's kind of he's not really a bad guy at all. I mean he's he's well. This, what do they call these kind of pirates? A moral bad guy. So anyway, he really knows what he's doing. You know, he really yeah. And there's probably a lot of Johnny Depp in. in that character too. Uh, just seeing so many interviews with him and other characters that he's played, I don't think that's a coincidence. I, I think he put a lot of I, most actors when when we talk to them, they have a personality on the inside that they don't get to be in their real life, but they enjoy getting out there. And I think John Depp probably likes having that bit of swagger, the chance to, to dress up and be a bit more fancy and a bit more of a rascal, you know, and, and being able to get out there and do that. So it's such, I, I, I can understand why he would have so much fun doing that. I, I think you're right about that. And the pirate movie, it was interesting that uh, Greg mentioned that he had seen the, the pirate movie Cutthroat Island. <laughs> right. And so when, he wasn't too sure that, that doing a pirate movie would be <laughs> the best thing for him <laughs> after he saw Cutthroat Island. 
But well, you know Cupcoat what? Island was I really a little liked, disappointing. I, I liked it. I liked it. I probably was well, the only one who, who enjoyed Gina Davis in that. And I love Gina she was Davis. Morgan Adams. Yeah. I, just the movie I thought you, you Gina Davis was fine, but the, the whole the, the whole final product I. I, I think particularly that one suffered a bit from the writing. I hate to be too unkind, but I, I don't think the writing was particularly good for Cutthroat Island, the way they adapted it. It was just... Well, maybe not, but she was... I thought she was good. And the story I thought was good. She was racing to find a secret island and the treasure there. But she was panned almost universally for the, for that movie, but I really enjoyed it. I thought she brought authority and charisma to the role, and uh, I thought she was having a lot more fun in that than she was having in TV's Commander-in-Chief, where she was uh, had to be so serious all the time. And then I was thinking about a lot of other pirate movies that that I liked a lot, and my gosh, since Turner Classic Movies is on, I get to see a lot of these um, early one, early movies that I may have seen as a child but can't remember. But I, I just loved Errol Flynn and Captain Blood. Now that's probably back way too far for you to have seen, unless you've seen it on Turner Classic Movies. Is that well, is that I a favorite movie that you've ever seen? I, I yes, I've actually seen it numerous times. I, no, I was not a, I was not available to go to the theater when it first came out. But uh, yeah, I've, I've you know me. I like I like the old films, and I'm I've, I'm probably one of the biggest watchers of uh, both uh, Turner Classic and AMC around. Uh, and it's not just when they play bogey films. You know, I, I watch a lot of them. Um, there, there there were some great ones. There were also we unfortunately must say that there have been a few clunkers out there even in the old days. And you uh, you might even know it off the top of your head. I'd have to go do the research. People often forget that John Wayne did a pirate movie once early in his career. And I did was, not know that. It was simply dreadful. It was just terrible. <laughs> I couldn't ima- I can't imagine John Wayne as a, as a pirate. Yeah, he, he didn't but make I a very good imagine, pirate, really. But I, but I can imagine Tyrone Tower as a pirate, and I remember him in the Black Swan. Now, we're not talking about Black Swan, the ballet <laughs> movie, but this beautiful 1942 Technicolor movie, and, and oh, wow, Reno Hara and uh, Tyrone Power look just, uh, they look so great. Well, I always thought that Technicolor was invented for Reno Hara with that beautiful hair, <laughs> beautiful red hair. She was and just such of course, a she was beauty. a damsel in distress. Yeah. So that one, I, I really like that pirate movie, and uh, I've mentioned this one before. Many, many times, the movie with Gene Kelly, the musical The Pirate, with Gene Kelly and Judy Garland. Did you ever get a chance to check that one out? No, I still have not. Uh, the, the only, and it wasn't really a pirate film when we were talking about it. The one that came to my mind was the original Mutiny on the Bounty, which technically was not a pirate film, but I, it did have all no. the various sailing aspects and those sailor characters and people getting stranded in different spots, and, and uh, I, I was always very fond of that one. Well, it was it took place there on the on the high seas, so that's that <laughs> comes close to pirates. But in in the pirate with Gene Kelly and uh, Judy Garland, this was the uh, was directed by Vincenzo Minnelli, and it was probably one of the most beautiful films ever made. So if you get a ch- and it had singing and dancing, so you know I would like it. So if you get a chance, I think they will be showing that on Turner uh, Classic Movies. I I highly recommend taking a look at that. And then. What about Burt Lancaster? 
in the Crimson Pirate. He he really showed all that amazing acrobatic talent. And if if you're a big I know I've fan, seen that one at least once, but not numerous times. Not enough to say it's you know on my all-time list. I should probably go back and watch that again. Yeah, Crimson Pirate is one to to look for. Also, the last one I wanted to talk about was The Pirates of Penzance, which is the Gifford and Sullivan operetta that was made into a movie right. with uh, Kevin Klein, And it's my favorite Kevin Klein role. He sort of channeled both Errol Flynn and Danny Kaye <laughs> to play in The Pirates of Penzance. And Linda Ronstadt was in it. Angela Lansbury was in it. And, of course, I'm a big fan of Angela Lansbury. But Klein steals the show because he he, he just shows such comic flair in that and, you know, enthusiasm as uh, to play a pirate. So so even though uh, some pirate movies were, were clunkers and uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean has sort of revived the, the pirate movie, there are people who think that uh, you can't have pirate movies now without without Johnny Depp. And there's a, there's a movie called Pirates of the Great Salt Lake, and it's an independent movie. It pokes fun at almost every pirate movie ever made. And the um, <laughs> the main the main hero in this is a pirate wannabe. And he says that John Depp portrayed such a cute pirate in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies that people aren't afraid of them anymore. So he sets out <laughs> to be the scourge of the seas <laughs> to show on Great Salt Lake <laughs> to show what real what real pirates are really, really like. And I'm going to have to check that, that out. Uh, people, you will have to catch that, Pirates of the Great Salt Lake. And uh, he's, he's, uh, he answers the question why people uh, think about pirates and say, think they'd like to be pirates by saying that, uh, of course, pirates were rebels who spent their time plundering, murdering, and destroying, but we have the myths of the good pirate or the moral bad guy, and that seems to attract people. But we actually hate to be uh, beholden to authority, you know, every day. So we think about the adventure and the romantic ideal of sailing the great seas without a care in the world, not to mention getting rich while doing it. So that that explains, I think, the lure of the of the pirate uh, movies. So, but I don't and you know what you know. If, if we can tie this in before you close this, I, I will just say one of my favorite author, and I always tie everything back to politics, is uh, H. L. Mencken, and one of his most famous quotes is, uh, although he he relates it to 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 government and politics, is uh, when when talking about dealing with the government and the intransigencies you run into there. Uh, he, he once said, every man at some time must be tempted to spit on his hands, hoist the black flag, and just begin slitting throats. <laughs> That's good for H.L. Mencken. <laughs> That's right. We all want to be pirates at times. We all yep. we all dream about it some, sometimes. So, and that's why there's so many pirates on Halloween. They come to the door <laughs> to get the candy. Exactly. Well, it's getting close now to, to wrap up the show. And I want to thank you, Jazz, for uh, for helping uh, to talk about the pirates and the Caribbean and to being such a savvy co-host with with Greg Ellis. Thanks to Nikki, our chatters, and all our other listeners, plus the folks at Blog Talk Radio and at WRSP936.com for all their support. We hope everyone enjoyed the show. 
Come back next time when our guest will be funny lady Beth Littleford, who will discuss her upcoming role in Steve Carell's new movie, Crazy Stupid Love. Some of you will remember Beth on The Daily Show, where she served as the lone female correspondent for the first four seasons, or on Spin City, where she played a recurring role. I can hardly wait to talk with her. In the meantime, don't you forget to check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. Now, because our guest, Greg Ellis, likes musicals, here's Kenny Loggins to take us out with Footloose. Can you?